Hey everybody, welcome to Mining Stock Daily. It's Friday and I know this is out a little bit later, but warned you yesterday that was going to happen because today on the show we have junior miner junkie himself, David Earthley, joining me. We're going to talk all things junior mining, uh, the gold price, uh, the overall markets, what he's looking at, some of the charts he's looking at, uh, what the current trends are he's seeing and when we maybe get out of this slump. So that's going to come up here just momentarily. First, we'd like to thank all of our sponsors for Mining Stock Daily. That is Integra Resources, Pacific Empire Minerals, Western Copper and Gold, and Brixton Metals. Thank you so much for your support of Mining Stock Daily. And guess what? Next week, we're going to have our 200th episode of Mining Stock Daily. It is just... I can't believe it, man. I just 200 has been... It's, it's been crazy. It's been a lot of early mornings, a lot of uh, connections... Um, interviews, doing some serious digging through the press releases, writing the scripts. So that's going to be a day to celebrate. So thank you so much for listening. You definitely make the 200 episodes all that much better to put together. So thank you so much. And just so you're aware, we will be off on Monday and most likely Tuesday as well as I will be out of the recording studio and on a site visit, which I hope to report more on in the next days following upon my return. So look forward to that. So without further ado, let's hit it with my conversation with junior miner junkie, David Earthley. We'll see you on the end. And joining me right now is the original junior miner junkie himself, David Earthley, a man who I subscribe to uh, and get his reports from. And also, uh, I'd say you're a confidant of mine, call you with all my crazy ideas and questions from time to time and uh, definitely take your advice and ideas into account. So David, thank you for, uh, for joining us. How are you today? Great, Trevor. Thank you. It's always great talking to you. So I just wanted to touch base. You know, I've been listening, uh, listening to some other reports that you've given, followed uh, your newsletter. And for weeks and maybe even months now, you've been calling for lower gold prices or very good potential for lower gold prices. And boy, this week, we're definitely seeing it, aren't we? Yes. Uh, and what uh, made me come to that conclusion was the weakness of the miners and silver leading gold lower. Um, uh, when, when the silver lead gold lower, that's usually not a very good uh, short term scenario for the gold price. So uh, I'm carefully watching the GDX here, though. It's it's really trying to hold its 200-day moving average. And also, I'm watching silver because silver is, is trading, now trading today below uh, what I feel is critical support at 1450. So uh, those are very, uh, we, we've got to, gold is point here you know it's been it's been trying to hold that for quite a bit here that's that's been a that's it's pretty been a pretty strong line of support all year and um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here because uh, we had a false breakout of the downtrend line from February and uh, I saw a lot of analysts come out and say that gold is breaking now out because it's broken that trend line well today it looks like it's confirming that it was a false breakout so but the miners here are holding holding strong so it's going to be interesting to see how the day ends up yeah and that's one thing I noticed this morning too when I took a look at uh, my watch list and things I have in my portfolio was actually those positions were you know, they, they weren't dropping as much as they had, you know, in previous days when we saw a big drop in gold and silver as well. So that's, a, I guess that is somewhat of a silver lining in the industry right now. Um, let's talk about the GDX, because I know that's one chart you look for 
yeah, or you look at almost religiously, what's that telling you right now? I mean, is that can obviously the twenty one fifty mark that you've always <clears throat> that you've always said you we we needed to reach that's definitely not going to happen this week, maybe <laughs> not even this month. Uh, but where are we looking at? Where, where's the downside here, David? Well, um, like I said, it's it's actually up now on the day. Um, uh, that two hundred day moving average is right around the two hundred week and fifty moving average. They're all converging in the same area. So uh, a really interesting fact, though. Um, uh, is the gold-silver ratio. Um, the gold-silver ratio spiked above 90 during the financial crisis, and that was the only time that it's been up there since Nixon took us off the gold window. Um, and as soon as that spike happened, the I index also spiked down to 150, um, coincidentally where it's trading at today, even though gold is twice as high as it was back when it hit 150 when gold and so the gold silver ratio hit over 93 but what i'm trying to to the point i'm trying to make 90 level right and when it approached 90 back during the 2008 financial crisis it was a spike high and then gold never looked back for the next three years as it went from 681 to 1925 so i'm not saying that's going to happen again gold price, but I'm just saying it's interesting and it might be something for people to watch. One of the things I've been listening to and, and from other analysts is the warning of actually a melt up on the U.S. dollar. And mm -hmm. is that something you also are considering? Can Do you think we could hit triple digits on the U.S. dollar before it actually goes back down and helps out the gold price? Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Um, all that dollar denominated debt out there you know, it's, is being squeezed by this rising dollar. And, um, you know, that's what, that's what, uh, caused the great depression was, it was a factor in, in the great depression back in the thirties was a rising dollar. And I think, uh, a rising dollar will eventually put too much pressure on, on the, on the, the, the U S economy, uh, uh, this cycle as well. But, uh, I think you're going to see things happen, things break down in Europe before that happens. But yes. And I, and I've, I've been, a, I've been a, I'm a believer of the gold price and the U.S. dollar eventually as safe haven currencies. Um, we've 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 um, on and off over the past year or so, where the U.S. dollar is 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 trading at an area where uh, gold was trading a hundred dollars a hundred dollars lower uh, and it, uh, and where it's trading right now. So. Um, a, a good thing to watch is that dollar breaking out, and it's it's hurting gold right now. Even though we have uh, you know these these geopolitical tensions in 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 Iran, and we've got the uh, the European parliamentary elections coming up here next week, and uh, the global economy is 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 volatile again and the u.s economy looked like it was trying to roll over there and and we're not sure what's going to happen there so um gold is yet to really react to all this so it's really interesting to see what's going to happen here um if gold loses that uh 1275 uh level on a weekly close today um you could see uh, a spike down to the 1240 1250 area in the next week or so so that's really something to watch. And also that GDX, which is trying to hold that 200-day moving average. It's getting really interesting here. Yeah.
Let me ask you about silver real quick because we are, as you mentioned before, we are seeing a huge dip in the spot price of silver. It's down to fourteen forty right now. Do you think it's just basic sentiment of the precious metals sector, or is it maybe more of an industrial component of the metal based on the U.S.-Chinese uh, tariff talks right now? Absolutely, I think it's the latter. And um, when 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 it looked like uh, we were going to get a resolution to the trade war, when it looked, the market was beginning to price that in, I was saying that um, um, the market's beginning to price it in, uh, copper's beginning to price it in, but silver wasn't. So now it looks like uh, any deal is completely off the table. We have no idea when that's going to happen. The silver is reacting to that. And now that if if we get a weekly close on below fourteen fifty here, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the the, the lows from twenty sixteen tested with fourteen sixty two is where it is where it hit, and um, if you see the silver price go down towards that level, we could have a stop run, and part of me would like to see that because. Top run in silver, I think, would create a bottom in this. Market. All right. Well, we'll see if that does happen. Let's move on to a little bit of silver lining. It's not all doom and gloom, especially in the miner, miners this week. We had a big acquisition. Atlantic Gold uh, got bought out by a company out of Australia that, to be honest with you, I had never known about before. That's St. Barbara. Uh, they purchased uh, Atlantic Gold for $722 million Canadian, and I know you were a shareholder of that company, so congratulations on your long with that. Uh, what was your uh, perception other than, you know, ecstatic, but do you think that was a good deal for Atlantic Gold, and do you think we could see more Australian miners coming into North America and, and taking over some of these acquisitions we're thinking is going to happen? Absolutely, uh, Trevor. You're already seeing it. I mean, you're seeing Newcrest taking positions, st- taking strategic positions in Canadian miners. And while uh, the Canadian majors, Eric and Newmont, have announced divesting uh, 1.5 billion each of their assets, we're having the the the, the Australians come over in, in in their backyard and acquire all these uh, a lot of these assets. So it's going to be really interesting to see if if the uh, M&A space uh, heats up again after this acquisition. And yes, it's they paid for over I think it was like four hundred and thirty dollars Canadian an ounce on the ground, which is which is a, which is a very good premium. So um, yes, I've been fortunate enough to be in that stock since since early 2016, and um, I'm you know I it was my biggest position. So um, I'm I'm very happy about it, and it cashes me up at, at the right time. Uh, as as the sector continues to be depressed and create more value in a lot of these juniors. One of the questions I had about this was St. Barbara said they were going to have to actually finance about $490 million right. Australian uh, to close this deal. I, in my mind, that seemed like a very large number to go in and acquiring it. It was almost, I, I, you know, I think it was about 40% of the closing deal, perhaps somewhere around there. Uh, you know, without doing the math right here in front of me. Uh, but is that, I mean, is that pretty typical? Uh, do you see that a lot that need to finance to close these acquisitions? Does that open the door for maybe any issues down the road before it's all said and done? What's your thoughts on that, David? Well, you, you see in the, the Australian uh, mining index, the AXX is doing very well. Australian miners have been doing very well. So uh, their access to capital is a lot is, is a lot more friendly than it has been in the Canadian market. So, um, 
but the but the one thing that that really uh, strikes a chord with me here is this is the fourth large all cash deal made in the, in the mining space since mid 2018 and you didn't, you rarely saw all cash deals during the last merger mania at, at, at the top in 20, in 2010 and 2011 they were all, they were mostly all paper deals which is which is a, a reason a big reason why the HUI is trading at the same level it was trading in two the gold price is, is twice as high. So um, all cash deals are very good for speculators. You know, it's an instant payday. We know exactly how much we're going to get. And we, and, and, we, and we sell our shares because, you know, we don't like to hold majors. We like to, we like to use that cash to, to move on to the next uh, junior speculation that, that, we, that we believe will get bought out. And you're starting to see uh, a couple of juniors move up since that uh, acquisition was made on uh, on Tuesday as as the as uh, speculators in the market begin to search for for, for the next uh, acquisition. Yeah, that that actually is a good segue to my next question because I was actually wondering what this means for a number of those other companies. And I know you have your top ten uh, acquisition watch list uh, that you send out to your subscribers. And there's a couple of companies that I own, and one of them that's one of my biggest positions. I was actually looking to see, well, maybe. The Atlantic Gold acquisition will give them a little boost, and sure enough, uh, it did, plus a nice little news release that same day. Uh, but do you think, uh, do we, will we continue to see a little bit of a push in these in those companies that's on your watch list, or do you think we'll continue to see maybe a little sell-off based on the gold price? Well, no, I th I, th I think it's the former. I think um, you know these these projects, the, the, these high margin projects that are that are large with blue sky potential that are in good jurisdictions are few and far between. And the market realizes which ones they are, and they're beginning to they, they've begun to bifurcate from the sector already, and they've begun to bifurcate even more since this deal was announced. So, you know, there's still money to be made. Uh, you know. It, there, there, there's still uh, uh, money to be made in this sector while it's being very depressed. Um, it, it's, it's always a great time to be searching for, you know, the, the, the best juniors right now when the market is really depressed and, and, and investors are really apathetic. But it's, it's really starting to feel like uh, the end of 2015 when uh, we had the uh, the sector in was was coming to the end of a huge bear market that started in 2011, where the GDX was down like 85%, and we it was right before we had that pop in 2016 of 180% in six months. So it's starting to feel like it felt like back then, but unlike back then, you've got a. Uh, a lot of these quality uh, juniors that have been bifurcating from the market. I mean, in, in late 2015, nothing was going up. I mean, it was it was really really bad, and um, we're not we're not exactly in that climate right now. Still, a very it's a very good uh, market for for stock pickers. You just have to be very very careful in what you in, in what you invest due diligence yeah so let's talk about uh, along the lines of acquisition hopefuls there was a very it was very strange news yesterday but uh some of the mainstream media like bloomberg reported that i am gold was looking into uh ideas of how to be acquired and working with the board of advisors well 
I am gold closed up uh, just under 10% on the Toronto exchange yesterday. Uh, On the New York exchange, the stock rose from a close of uh, $2.39 to a high of $2.75 yesterday. Uh, You know, I guess Mining.com is reporting that uh, I am gold management's uh, tastefully uh, not necessarily denying it, but not necessarily asserting that this is what's happening. So... It's a. I would say on the cover, it's a strange way to uh, get your stock price to move up. But what what was your take on it, David? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not I'm not real familiar with IM Gold's balance sheet, but the last I checked, they had a heck of a lot of debt. So I don't I don't see why uh, a major would want to take on a company with 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 all that debt. But that being said, they do have a few projects. That are that are high margin and, and and that are and that are very attractive. So, they might be looking to to, to divest a few. That's possible because the chief executive uh, of theirs earlier this month said that uh, quote we're likely to see an increase in buyout deals in the near future as miners fight to attract a shrinking pool of investment capital, which is absolutely correct, and which, which is what you're which is what I believe you're going to continue to see. So. Um, if you add I am gold into the mix of divestments into uh, what Newmont Gold Corp is going to be divesting and what Barrick is going to be divesting, um, you're probably going to see some new mid tiers being created here in the sector. Well, and that would be that would be good because we do know that mid tiers typically are the first ones to get a huge bump in share price as the gold price moves forward, and then the juniors kind of lag behind that so uh thanks so much david is there uh anything else you wanted to share with some advice for our listeners do are we still selling in may and going away or is this a different story this go around it's a very different story this go around i think you saw sell in april and go away because i think the reason for that is twofold um you had uh, a lot of canadian speculators did really well with in the cannabis sector so um, in April, at the end of April 30th, it was their tax deadline to pay all their taxes. So many of them that I spoke to were selling a lot of their mining-related assets that they were down on to, to, to raise capital to, uh, to pay their taxes. So since we had uh, sell in May begin early in the sector this year, um, you might see it end uh, sometime in June. So um, I've been recommending to my readers, to my subscribers, to have a lot of cash. And, and wait for some of these deals that 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 are possibly going to pe- to appear. Uh, I'm starting to see fishing lines and a lot of uh, quality juniors. Uh, you know, it's even though the GDX is trading at its 200-day moving average, the junior sector is very depressed. So it's always when, when you when, when you put the two words junior and depressed in the, in the same sentence, always a great time to buy. You know, and it's it, the best time to buy in this sector is when you feel the worst doing it and it's feeling pretty bleak right now so um i think it could get a little bit bleaker so um you know when you get that pit in the feeling of your stomach that you should sell everything that's the time you should you should uh, deploy some of that cash and buy a few things on your watch list good sound advice from a true contrarian thank you david so much uh before we let you go how can our listeners reach out to you uh, thanks, Trevor. If you go to my website, you can sign up for my free email list and uh, get uh, my column in your inbox every Friday. And I also have a subscription service that you can check out as well. All right. Thank you so much, David. Uh, have yourself a nice weekend and we'll chat with you again. Thank you. Nice talking to you.
Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein.